Yeah, uh, this is who we are. Mogul talk coming to stomp your yard. Christopher Columbus Short. Yeah, that's what they call me. Mm. Come through your crib, shoot it up with my Tommy. Uh, guns. Lauren. Bruins. Fuck that cracker everywhere. Um, you see me kill a bunch of whites, you'll see everybody stare. Uh, see me shine and put my glasses, that's a glare. Wow. <laughs> Mogul talk, very rare. Nah, nah, I, I love white people. No. This, this is the freestyle. This is the moment. We, we haven't done one of those in a minute. Um, nah, I, I'm not a rapper, but what up, everybody? I go by the name of The Sauce. And I'm your boy, King Jules, and you're tuned into Mogul Talk, episode three, season two. Yes, we've been consistent. This is very good. We're back at Moving it. Moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Onwards and upwards, bro. Uh, this week has been crazy, man. Soldier Boy, Tiger. Soldier Boy, Tiger. Cardi Drake. B said. T- Cardi B said that she's gonna. What did she say to Tommy Lauren? She said that she's gonna walk. Dog, walk. dog, dog walk. What does that mean? Dog walker means you're less than like I don't know. Just my interpretation. That means like I will fuck you so up so bad that I'm gonna make you my bitch, and Jesus I will walk you, walk all over you and fuck you up. That's bro. what I fucking fuck with. Um, my New York nigga son. Like Cardi B, deadass did exactly what she has to do, and tied with that, AOC. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's not taking shit from these Republicans either. And they scared of her because anything they shoot at her, it just bounces off like nothing. You know, what's crazy, I think, is one, people's just voice in politics right right now. I feel like not enough people are like taking the time to speak up and say what they need to say. And I think a lot of people are just fear, not even necessarily fearful, but I think that they, they kind of take a step back from like the politics conversation the same way they step, take, take a step back from the religious conversation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's necessary in our communities. Yes, because you're going to have separating contrasting views and you need to understand, you know, why other people think the way that they do. And like, you know, this government shutdown thing has been very crazy. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of lives affected by it. Um, a lot of lives hurt, you know, my family included, your family, you know, people who work in the government. Yeah, man, it's completely terrible. And really the worst part of all of, about all of it is just that the, the rhetoric that this is for our national security. But the thing is that, first of all, since 2000, since the year 2000, when Bush was president, 1,400,000 people try to cross the border. This year of 2018, 300,000. The lowest. And this is something Trump should talk about. Be like, yo, look, I have the least ever. Every year it decreases. I have the least ever of, of people trying to cross the border. You mm-hmm. see? Like, he, if you were to put that into his rhetoric, he, he could, like, make his base look better and be actually be telling the truth. But he's lying and saying that, oh, there's cr- uh, criminals coming because it's a fact that more crime is done by Americans than by illegal immigrants. Not saying that we should have crime, because we shouldn't. Another thing, drugs. 90% of the drugs that come through the border come through the gates. True. You know? It's the heroin. It comes through a truck that is just goes through the border, you know? It doesn't go through the wall. So fentanyl, another thing that said that comes from China through packages. So a wall does not fix anything. And you know what it is? They can dig under it. They can saw it open, like... It's they not can gonna parachute from airplanes, bro. And most illegal immigrants come from overstayed visas, where they fly from a different country mm-hmm. and just and they're stay. only allowed here, only allowed to be here for three months, but they just stay. Mm-hmm. That's where like ninety five percent of illegal immigrants. So another thing that it is not a cr- actual crisis. The actual crisis was the eight hundred thousand people 
that didn't weren't getting paid and were forced to work. Missed the people checks. who don't have health care and have to pay for somehow they don't know how they're gonna pay for their fucking dialysis or their fucking um insulin because they got diabetes. The people who have to put money like uh, pay their rent and their daycare on their credit card, accruing more debt, which mm-hmm. Is gonna make them even worse off. It's not oh well, when I get my money thirty days from now everything's gonna be okay. No, things went bad. Like eighty percent of people in this country can't pay four hundred dollar and a four hundred dollar emergency. It's awful, bro. Mm-hmm. It sucks. People out here are struggling, it's... and these niggas cannot relate to that. And so that's why you have AOC out here who isn't taking any corporate money. Mm-hmm. All she takes is donations from actual people, which is how it should be. Money should be taken out of politics. Pete, when you're a politician, like 70% of your time is spent fundraising. That's awful. Not policy making. That's freaking terrible. That shouldn't be what your job consists of. Mm-hmm. You gotta take money out of politics. But these new people, these new, you know, I'm a liberal, so whatever. I'm these new Democrats. They um, even though they could be like people might think they're socialists or whatever, but we're gonna become communists. That might be for the better. No, I'm kidding. But um, you gotta just take the corporate and worry about the people. And it has to be people like us. Mm-hmm. Who will do those positions? People who have grown up and seen what it's like. Because people say, oh, if you give money to the poor, um, it won't fix anything. But the rich are allowed to have money. Like the top 26 people can have the same amount of money as the last 3 billion people in this entire world. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I don't know how I got from like money to the no, ball, I, but... I, I No, I got you. Where, where I was going to go is just like, I, I definitely agree with you. You know, like, I think that the ploy was that Trump is just trying to make a way for him to be. Yes, he, he he's try, trying to every way to be a relevant president. He's trying to make him seem totally. like a president that we're going to be a memorable, memorable president. He's going to he wants to be like a Reagan. He wants to be a Clinton. He wants to be a Bush. He wants to be Obama. Presidents well, that people are, still yeah. still talk about. And at the end of the day, he is going to be because he's going to be the one person that we didn't expect to ever be president and got it. You know what I mean? And now in his like his term, and this is crazy to think that we've gone close to three years of him yeah, being in office. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but he's trying to make a statement, and he thought that his statement was, and and he probably made promises to corporate America and all these different people. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna build a wall. Well, um, Trump actually didn't take corporate money either because he had his own money. He had his own. No, but so, I'm saying like, like you got uh, like all those backing people, no, but yeah, and lobbyists and stuff like that definitely. that have their personal agendas, and they're like, well, you know, he's with the Republicans, and this is what people on a Republican agenda have have set for him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's crazy to think about. Um, in all honesty, you know, the, there were a lot of people affected by it and just poor decision making. I just think in our government in general, there are a lot of people in positions that are making poor decisions in terms of the people. And they f- forget that they were voted in by the people and yeah, that they represent nah, the people. Facts, facts. And they think that they represent them themselves and their donors and all the people that are supporting them and all the other stuff like that, you know? No, nah, so, that's a fact. And then um, another thing that, like, you know, having the government shut down is TSA, you know, everybody. TSA. TSA. FDA. They're, the FDA, like, the FDA, mad important. Like, we just had an E. coli breakout with fucking cabbage. Like, it, they're extremely important. The air traffic people who make sure the planes are okay. Like, that's, you know, really, a big reason I think the, um you know, government did get shut down is because, like, LaGuardia, it has, sh- like, shut down or something like that on Friday. Mm-hmm. And Trump, I don't think he does anymore, but Trump used to use LaGuardia. LaGuardia is an important airport it's a third world country but it's an important (laughs) airport 
for New York. Like, is it the only domestic one? Other, unless you're flying to Newark or JFK. But still, so... JFK uh, is way better than... A, ton, a thousand percent. Honestly... A thousand percent. People just like LaGuardia because of how close it is. To yeah, Japan. it's so convenient. It's right there. It's so convenient. But it's getting rebuilt, which is good. You know, an actual good investment that uh, um, New York does. Um, but then, yeah, like... Terrorists can catch with like think about it. Terrorists are like, yo, the government shut down. Their TSA is bad. Their air traffic people are like, this is the FDA, perfect. We can do a bio. This like, is the perfect time shit. if any time they want to do it when we're vulnerable. So don't say that it's about national security. Mm-hmm. This shutdown when you're putting the lives of the entire nation in danger. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's just what it is. But and also another thing, there's already barriers in that exist. There's mm-hmm. walls that exist already. There's fences. Not everywhere, but they already exist. So, like, this symbol of the wall is just ridiculous. It's it's more it's it's money. The wall is money. Is they're gonna take? They're gonna need money to contract. Yeah, facts. They're gonna Billions. try to offer more jobs and more opportunities, and then they're gonna have to have more border control and people to make. They should invest in that. And you know, it's like that's really not a main concern. You know what's the main? Concern? I think there should be more border control. Like I understand that. I'm not saying it should be free. No, but, but. we should. We have enough border control. Like you said, there's yeah. not people like jumping over walls just to get into America. That's not what's happening you know what i mean like our investment should be more useful our investment should be put into you know the school system you know Hell free yeah. education like why is america one of the only country countries that doesn't have free education for their students or free health care you know those those are issues that were rising like, yeah um minority issues you know like let's talk about the fact that social security is about to be um, phased out and turned into a benefits program food stamps is about to get take, taken out you know all these programs that the people need and this is where like the government kind of gets it fucked is that they don't think about the people it's about mm. themselves and they forget that the is where what are we gonna do if, if america goes to shit they're not gonna take how many people are in america watch like, when the when the race war comes because i know it's coming unfortunately unfortunately but the race war is gonna happen that's gonna be some crazy shit i think we'll be good in new york we'll be gucci new york but somewhere somewhere there's gonna be some crazy shit but that's another thing um, I do think that's inev- inevitable, unfortunately, unfortunately, because, you know, Trump, he empowers the alt-right. He empowers, you know, the white supremacists that like, yeah, like um, we, we are marginalized or whatever. And like, nah, we don't want uh, more um, intermingling because, you know, by 2045, white people will become the minority in this country, you know, uh, under Latinos, blacks, Asians um, and other mixed races. You know, they'll be 49.5%. But see, the, the, this is the thing. And like, they don't want that. White people think that they own America. They have this Christopher Columbus syndrome. syndrome. They believe that this is their land. And to be That's honest. That's a fact. Like, where did your people come from? We but Like, listen to, you know, the song. This land is your land. This land is my land. Damn. From California to the New York you, Islands. You hit them with that shit. You know, it's, it's, it's really practical. And you really think about it like, yo, nobody here except for Native Americans were born. Facts. And this is their country. This is their land. This is who. This is their their birthright. You know what I mean. Everybody else came here some way, shape, or form. Even Native Americans, because they're technically from Asia from thousands and thousands of years, years ago. But they migrated yeah. over to Canada, whatever, and came here. But there was no one here before them. Yeah, and which is crazy. It's pretty crazy. Um, and then they went to South America also, like the Mayan indigenous people. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, they were fucking here, and like they just wanted to. They were down to share the land, but French and Indian War, like all that shit. When you you think about it, it's just like, 
why people have this issue with just like they've done it in enti- the entire world, the entire world. There's just like there's a sense of entitlement, this sense of privilege. I saw a clip the other day with um, Killer Mike. I, I think it is like his new special on uh, Netflix, Netflix. Show, yeah. and he was talking to I guess this young black kid. What's it? Do you know what it's called? I do not know what it's, it's called. It's, it's like a good line. It's like a, I figured out. Um, but long story short, he was talking to the young black man, and he was telling him, you know. Um, about what it means to be black and stuff like that. And, you know, one of the, there was a little white boy in the class and he made, you know, he tried to interrupt to ask a question and Killer Mike was just like, I appreciate that you have a question, but if I let you go first and yeah, answer yeah. your question and not acknowledge him, then I'm going to introduce you to white privilege and I'm going to be acknowledging your white privilege. And then as he's going to grow up and we're seeing that his first opportunity or like first interaction with white privilege is this, then I'm giving you pre- preference mm-hmm. over him or whatever. Even though that little kid probably had it already. Yeah, but, which is true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a little, a little bit extreme, but it's funny. It is, it and, is very and funny. it's good. It's true though. It's, it's, it's true. These are the conversations that we it's need to true. be having. Like you know, um, some people complain like, oh, like why don't, why don't like black people teach us then? Why that, should we have to teach you? Like we have to accommodate. It's not world. enough that there was a time where people of color were. It was illegal to be educated, you know, and couldn't educate. And if you were, you would be sent to jail. But now you want me to teach you mm-hmm. when obviously like uh, you have oppressed the fact that I'm to get ahead at any point. So it's just I, that's why I do agree with Killer Mike, because you got to nip it somewhere. You they, you want us to teach you. I'm going to teach you, you know, but if you really like, want why, to. Why should we have to? Edu- we shouldn't have to educate you have because to. when it comes we to have to. us accommodating your world. We're trying to learn and adapt. But it's, it's perfectly fine that you're, you're accommodating us when it comes to stealing our ideas. Me taking advantage of us, using us as entertainment when it comes to the music industry, when it comes to the movie industry, film, so on and so on. Like when it comes to all of these great things that we we enjoy, and you guys want to like monopolize the culture and trying to take bits and pieces of, away from us and gentrify us, that's perfectly fine. You don't have we don't have to teach you anything in those facts, instances. Facts. But like when it comes to being basic human decency and and talking to people and treating people the way that they're supposed to be, why should we have to teach you? Why should I have to teach you about your white privilege? You should know how much privilege you have. It should be clear as that, you know what? I woke up white. I have 700 credit score from birth or shit like that. You know what (laughs) I mean? You know, like that's the typical shit. You know what I mean? Like I don't struggle the same way this person struggles. And when, when I look at them, when I, when they look at me, they see something totally different. And when I look at them, you know, I should acknowledge who they are and what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm, it's, it's that's this the type of behavior that should be going on. But like, I don't feel at no right way should we be teach having to teach definitely like, not. educate. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. We had to educate ourselves. We had to teach ourselves. Uh, teach yeah. our children, to generation to generation. You know that the conversation about like being black in America, how many conversations that have been passed on Facts. from generation to gen- generation? From, Why people don't have that conversation? They don't have that conversation. It's literally that's oh, a fact. I, I I subtly learned and knew about certain things about how people acted and reacted. Like from a child, like my parents have always, you know, like instilled in me, this is how you interact with police. This is what you do Facts. in this type of situation Facts. when you're dealing with people. Um, you know, be be wearful of those the subtle racists who make smart comments and you. You know, you always want to present present yourself in a more positive way, or kind of like not, you know, kind of not be yourself. You know, like teaching you like Code hey, you have to you have to accommodate them. Code switch. Yeah, you know, it's like I, as I'm getting older, I feel like you know, going to the bonnets and do rags party. You know what I mean? Like for me, right. like 
wearing a do-rag is definitely like a symbol of more, my inner blackness. And you know, like us, it's like do-rags and bonnets in the black community. You know, that's a big thing, you know, and even the minority community. And for us, it's like, yo, being able to be comfortable outside in our do-rags and just like being a party in a space where like you are accepted. I feel like that was like my most inner black moment that I've had like of 2019 and in, in my life hell in general yeah, because yeah. it's to see people just it's empowering and, and empower yeah exactly were there any white people there um and I don't so, remember seeing where they wearing a do rag or bonnet <laughs> um vaguely remember seeing that but if they were I'm pretty sure like mostly everybody had it in on yeah yeah I mean but, that was the point um it's just like that sense of comfortability you know what I mean in way it's of fly life. too and it's like the silk the silky bro I had the red John on I was had fire. the gold John on it was pretty fire. Um, but yeah, you know, the gist of it was just saying, just like, uh, we shouldn't, shouldn't have to change ourselves to accommodate, you know, the white world, you Facts. know what I mean? And I don't feel like I had, it's already accommodated for literally them. everything is handed to them on a silver platter. You know what I mean? And like, even like someone, cause there are more poor, the biggest demographic of poor people is white people. True. Cause there's the most, you know? And they're the ones that are on welfare more than we are, bro. Facts. There's a lot of Jewish people who are on welfare and still got bank in the bank, bro. There was, um, you know, that also got shut down. Food stamps also was shut down while the government was shut down. And their plan to, um, uh, was to advance February's like check. Oh, okay. You know, and as a way to do it, but that, like you said, that affects mostly white people. people. Yeah. The the first step thing, which is another thing that I think Trump should talk about that he did that's good, is the first step uh, thing, uh, like helping like uh, people get out of jail earlier in the federal prison. Um, it only affects like 17% of people, but most of those people are white mm-hmm. um, for low-level crimes, you know? And it's a good first step for prison reform. Prison reform is something we need in this country. We are the most incarcerated country in all of the world, like it's fucking ridiculous. True. And so, privatized prisons was destroying the country, bro. Oh my god. Uh, well, why? I just don't understand. Like, why do you ever feel the need to own a prison? You know, like dead ass. But like, why? <laughs> it's like people. Why would you own a funeral home? Like, I mean, all right. When you own a funeral home, because it's a, you're offering a service. That's facts. You're offering a service where people die. The reality is the same thing with like a hospital and like a birthing center or midwives. Like it's that type of thing. But like not, owning a prison, yeah, no, nah, they saying, just they just found the loophole. They're like, oh, we can pay these niggas five cents an hour, it's pretty much slave them. Modern slave labor. It is. That's what it is. Um, to go in a commissary to, and get a pack of the ramen noodles and fit and um, make a pair of underwear, make a hundred pairs of underwear an hour, and we could sell this. At like three hundred percent markup. Give them a shit ass bed. And- yeah, and no healthcare, no medicine. Like um, overpacked. You got to like niggas in the tombs where they're in the you know in uh what is it like you know when you're like in the hole for like mat for like oh the shoe the like, shoe solitary yeah confinement yeah um they have they double them up like solitary confinement there you go they double them up because and it's a little tiny ass thing with one little toilet. And like sometimes they don't have two mattresses. One nigga got to be on the bed on the floor. And that shit is crazy. That shit is wild. It's fucked up. It should be reha- rehabilitation. Look at the fucking Swiss prisons where there's like a fucking music studio and that shit. Mm-hmm. Professional music with a professional engineer. And their crimes, the maximum you could get is like five years for any crime. But see, I feel like in America. 
we're, we're, all right, the Swiss, you know, there's not a lot. I know, they, I know, I know. No, but I'm they saying, just... the crimes that niggas commit in America, it's like, we look at a lot, like, look at our judicial system. Like, there's, look at the span of, like, the crimes that can be committed, the laws and everything, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, laws are created because some nigga just did some stupid shit. So yeah, they had, then, then they had to make a law, yeah. They had to make a law, and then they had judgment, had to have judgment and sentencing and so on and so forth. So, like, with the prison system, I, I understand some certain offenses. Like, I wouldn't want, you know, sexual offenders, sex offenders. Of course, of course. Um, you know, murderers, people doing crazy stuff. Of course, know, like, of course. That, but, like... We know that there's a lot of people who are getting targeted. They're t- uh, padding sentences. They're not getting proper representation, you know, by public defenders forced, and stuff like forced that. Forced to take pleas. Plea deals. You like, know. you know, like 95%. I mean, I'm just saying highest numbers, but like OD of cases just go through plea deals because there's yeah. no time to, there's too many cases. Mm-hmm. And not enough personnel to handle the cases. You know, and everybody's like, I'll just take a plea. Just fucked up. Because you don't want to wait to see your fate. It's from a person who has probably 10 other cases, and they're trying to do their, you know, they're like, I'm going to be a public defender, you know, I try to help these people, but they get overworked, you know? Yeah. Um, this is fucking, this life is hard, son, and America makes it tougher. America sucks, even though people say, it is, we're lucky to be in America, you know, we're, we're lucky not to be in Egypt where shit's going down, we're lucky to not be in fucking, um... We're, the third world country, like some shit, you know. We just yeah. we're just very lucky. We 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 are blessed, and we do we do gotta check out our blessings, you know. Mm-hmm. Make sure we notice them. It's you know we yes we are you know, very blessed, but like I feel like there are a lot of obstacles that are weighed against us in just America in general, and it's very sometimes it's very difficult to kind of rise above that. And yeah, because it's our story. We have no one else to compare it to, like. You know, so we have to, and it's like it's every day we're learning. That it's a new process every day in America. Um, there's always just something changing, you know. But I definitely just like this whole point of this kind of this segment was just to kind of talk about you know politics in the world. I feel like just not talked about enough. We kind of can't. We got to start speaking up our mind, you know, saying what we need to say. Um, and I definitely commend you know Cardi B for speaking up. And I know a lot of people gave her a backlash, especially Tommy Lauren. Um, but I definitely respect the fact that Cardi B said that she will dog walk her, um, violate yeah, her whole yeah. life. And, you know, shout out to Nancy Pelosi. She dog walked Donald Trump. <laughs> um, shout out to AOC. She definitely put up, you know, her first first time speaking on the floor and she literally said everything that she needed to say, like eight years worth of work on in that four minute span. Um, definitely nah, she, she knows she knows what she's doing. And I, I have, I like, I am really here for like all the women that are taking over in the government, um, just in the world in general. Like women are, I feel like this is, a, I'm saying our time because I am an ally. But for women, it's definitely the time, you know, for us to continue to stand up, rise above, you know, where we're making some really power, great power moves. Um, I'm here for it. This is the year, the year of the women. Woman, I'm really hype. I mean, it should always be about the women. It should. You know, I always say like, why, like, why? How do guys get to be like on top? Like for what? There's more women on the planet than than men. Why haven't there been some mass revolt where we all just get our asses kicked? I mean, like you know, biologically we are like built more, like we're stronger. But on the flip side, like women, women like see better than men. They hear better than men. They like taste better than men. They smell better. Like, yeah, I've noticed women can hear and smell anything. Me, I'm fucking deaf. Like, I don't hear shit. I have to be like, what? Um, 
And then women have like one of the most powerful things ever, and that's the pussy. Like the pussy to me is God in in the flesh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the the gateway for like miracles. And so they have so much power, and it's true. I don't know how we haven't they haven't been able to like flip the script, but I think it's happening now. Yeah, you know, we they're not there yet. Like we're not there yet. Um, funny, I was having this conversation with James yesterday. Like we were talking about R. Kelly, and then he was like, oh. He was like, where's the proof? And I'm like, I had to go off. like, And then we had to talk about women. And then I was like, how they're like very oppressed and we have to do better by them. And he's like, how? And I'm like, how do you not see it? And he's like, yo, the Me Too movement um, is bad for men. And I'm like, yo, if you didn't rape a woman, you have nothing to worry about. I mean, like, it's just the, this is the thought process, but there's a lot of guys and even some women that have that mental thought process just like, yeah fact. what's what's wrong like what's wrong with this like what's wrong with the me too movement or what's wrong with r kelly and this girl situation or what's wrong with women you know standing up and fact, rising fact. up in, in these positions and it's like i feel like those people with that mentality were never tr- truly disciplined and trained to understand the power of women and respecting women and, and the, the capabilities um, because of the fact that it's like, hey, you know what? If you can't see that there's a problem with the Me Too movement, like, yes, I know niggas, like personal niggas who have done some really messed up s- stuff to women. And, you know, the way that even just think about like casual conversation, how guys talk about women, you know what I mean? Facts. Like if you, you somebody's willing to say that, imagine what they're willing to do, you know, facts, in, facts. in casual conversation. And, you know, like even like. I wasn't always like that, you know. I definitely, I feel like before I used to not respect women the best way I could. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't, or maybe not. I feel like my mom raised me well, you know. There's some people who aren't, who don't have someone to teach them the right way. Maybe they have a home where, you know, the parent, the father's abusive to the mother and they see that as showing true love, you know. Like, there's some fucked up shit that goes into a person's psychology that makes them commit some certain things. Some people, when they're sexually assaulted younger, you know, hurt people, hurt people. But I don't like that argument either because there's a lot of victims who don't mm-hmm. do anything. So, like, even if some, you know, they're more than likely, a victim is more likely to vic- be have other victims, but um, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. But uh, what the fuck were we talking about? We were talking about women. And yeah, no, yeah. Victims. It's just, it's just, I think they are beginning to flip the script. Um and they they are gonna they are gonna eventually overthrow us and we'll be the subordinate. I and see it, it begins now. Like I feel like um, more women are freezing their eggs because that's like because of technology they're able to be in a job where they want to as long as they want mm-hmm. um, and not have to worry about starting a family. They could do that later because as men we're able to do it whenever we want. Um, and then women are gonna begin getting paid more. They're going to be getting married less because they're going to be the breadwinner and niggas are going to be like, oh, I don't want to uh, be with a woman making more money than me or something like that. And yeah. they'll just be at top. They're just going to be at the top. But you have to, like a certain level of accountability. Like they said, according to Forbes, that black women are the fastest group of entrepreneurs in the United States. They're the most educated per, uh, group, group in, in America. States, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Undergrad and grad but school, you, you masters would, you and doctors, PhDs. A lot of times black women are the ones that have get the worst you know what i mean and it's oh, not only a thousand percent from our from like white people and the rest of the world but like in our own community you know what i mean like we're not always uplifting black women Hell the same way yeah. that black women are always uplifting us and i think that you know we got to just try our best you Hell know to the I, I made that quote the statement like a couple of weeks ago on my instagram you know what i mean like 
it's so devastating to see how we treat women and just how we treat black women. It's like sometimes you got to show that appreciation. You know what I mean? Like black women always look to be these angry, bitter people. And, you know, like um, even in the same way, like sometimes some guys, you know, they say like black men were not like soft and sympathetic or whatever. But like black women get a crazy rep for always being angry and misrepresented. And the image of the angry black woman, the angry black woman or the over sexualized black woman or yeah. you have this crazy expectation that like it's going to be some really poster girl, you know, sexy Beyonce type thing. You know yeah. what I mean? That you're looking forward to. We're not a novelty. Like our black is not a novelty. And Fact. I feel like a lot of people treat us like, hey, yo, what? you're black. OK, you're a novelty. So you, like, are you good? Are you talented or are you super sexual? Or like, what is your thing? Like what Fact. makes you Fact. so special? You know, like how did you get your black skin type of thing? You know what I mean? Like how did you get your black card? You know? Um, nah, that's a fact. It's fucked up, man. Um, and then, you know, on the flip side, since they're so, like, put down black women, I, I also feel black women really are the strongest out of anybody. Seriously. The shit that they have had to put up with. For um, generations. For generations. And epigenetics is a real thing. Like, people feel the hurt that their ancestors went through. Mm-hmm. And it lives in you. You know, you feel that. That's like your body adapts to, like, somehow, some way. If something that happens to your grandparents... Three generations ago, mm-hmm. you know, and so they have the, all that suffering inside them, and still are the most educated women people group in the in the entire country, and it's growing, and it's just gonna be it's gonna be crazy, it's gonna be crazy, very crazy. Women are so organized, also. Yes, very true. They're so organized, like it's crazy, and it's just, it just baffles my mind, you know, like. Like it just really gets me tight. We were talking about this on the last ep- um, the R. Kelly episode when we episode one of season two. We were just talking about like people in positions of power who take advantage of their power, and just seeing like sometimes just like continuously like even in the workplace, you know, like how people how women are misrepresented in the workplace and mistreated in the workplace, um, taken advantage of by their superiors and stuff like that. And it's like how can we ever expect you know things to go to the next level when as men we're not contributing to helping them get to the next level we're bringing them down you know what i mean we're tearing that person's confidence Back. down and for what that. for what for your personal gain for you to get your little dick wet it's cuz p- niggas is insecure they i'm saying yeah people are insecure they don't want to be considered the one not in charge even though like you don't even make enough money to be in charge so what are you doing like you ever see that meme like oh man uh, you're chilling with four girls oh man my my G-Wagon is in the shop today. And then, like, the meme is, like... And then, like, your boy's like, what? Like, you don't have, you have a G-Wagon? Yeah. Like, why niggas fronting? Like... But n- niggas are always fronting, bro. That's why the niggas will have Balenciaga sneakers on, but be on Jamaica Avenue selling sour in front of the movie theater, bro. <laughs> Yo, I'm tired of sour. Bro, Everybody like, always got sour. Sour, 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 don't, sour, Don't sour, give me sour, sour. sour. Give me some different shit. Fuck. <laughs> bro, like, but it's like, it's just, it's, I don't understand the power, it's the power of the front. Like, I feel like guys in general are always just trying so hard to impress women and trying to impress people that we're always just so willing to just say whatever and do whatever to kind of give off this image like we're better than. Um, yeah. Like and- a G Wagon, bro, you don't own a G Wagon. <laughs> you probably drive your mom Saturn, okay? And the new pair of Yeezys, they not flexible. If, if you want to bag a girl, girls, they love words. Like, you got to speak to a woman, like hit her with the Maya Angelou quote. But see, like the, the thing is like, why do you feel like you got to bag a girl? Like, you know, that, that whole idea. Facts, of facts. A girl. Why like, not just talk and see? Why can't I engage in casual, con- like why does it always have to be like 
a test to see, oh, can I get her? Can I get that? Facts, like, facts. You can have a personal relationship with a woman without it being sexual. You can engage in conversation without her. What, like, guys always have this thing where they think that, like, women, every woman wants them. Like, anybody mm. who's walking down the street and they see you're a guy, oh, you're living, like, you're a commodity, like, I'm interested in you. And that's not the case. Hell no. And you see that more more often than, than ever now because a lot more women are speaking up about it. You know what I mean? Like, imagine the dudes are walking down the street and women are walking down the street and they're catcalling them. Like, why do you feel like she's interested in you by walking down in the street? She's not thinking about you. She could be just going to get groceries and you already and, thinking like she wants you. And that'll uh, turn her off right away. And then her whole perception of men is just like, you know what? You know what you know will also turn a woman off? Uh, misspelling. Don't be like, you're pretty and don't put the apostrophe R-E. They'll be like, that's, that's it. That's strike number one. That's it. Like, they hate that shit. Uneducated. You know what I mean? But I don't bag. That's why, you know, I'm celibate. Haven't had sex since August of 2017, so we out here celibate all 2018, Pur- 19. Purity. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta put my focus on somewhere else, like this mogul talk shit. You feel me? You know, and so that's why you won't see me trying to back any bitch, any woman. You know, growth, <laughs> growth, <laughs> growth. Guys can be bitches too. You know, what's a little friction? Sure. <laughs> Real um, shit. But yeah, what else was talking about? I don't, is there anything else on the on the list? I mean, I feel like we had a great talk. Yeah, we had a great talk. You know, I want to get Ben's. We're going to get uh, Thomas Bensevago, uh, owner of Vango Films. Um, you know, young op- entrepreneur out here from Queens. Um, he hates Trump, so I want to really dive in and see what he had to say. Yeah, I bet he could go for 45 minutes. About Trump. Like, <laughs> I, I would love to hear uh, more of what you guys want to hear. Um, from us so i guess we will add like a section on our website page for you guys to kind of comment mm-hmm. and say anything that you want to say um any suggestions for topics that you want to hear what i feel like the flow has been recently is like we do one pop culture thing um one probably like social justice worry thing and then we always talk about one music industry thing yeah and so but i guess we didn't talk about anything music today which is fine um but like last week we talked about yeah Masters. there was a lot going on in music this week is like i mean the only thing this and, you week know, was like, like you know, and that was why. Yeah, was, yeah. Or in terms of like some business entrepreneurship. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like the first episode we were talking about bowing out, like how we were bowing out of Star Bar, like yeah, shit like yeah. that. And what we learned. So that's what I feel like the flow has been. But yeah, let us know what you guys wanted to hear about. Um, we got some new flicks dropping. Also, my man's Kev is turning 25 this week. Oh, yeah. So right. February 1st, show him some love. Yeah, if you, if you got to the end of this podcast, you're actually you're invited to my crib. Uh, you can actually pull up. DM No Church in the City on Instagram. Um, we're having a little kickback. You know, probably be some fried chicken, some blunts, some beer. I'm I'm literally saying that Kevin has a painting of fried chicken in the sunlight <laughs> on his door. Okay, that's a fact. I do have a painting of fried chicken. The love for fried chicken is real. As and far. so we'll have Bud, whatever, Smash Bros. Hopefully, some girls shot pull up, but I don't care. We can have a cock fest. Um. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm so I'm just comfortable with my sexuality. But yeah, yo, let us know what you think. Uh, YouTube channel coming soon. Um, Follow uh, us on Instagram, Mogul Talk Podcast. Twitter, Mogul Talk Pod. Uh, website, we are roundtable.com. Slash Mogul Talk Podcast. And uh, we'll have roundtable events coming. We'll get announced at another time next week. Next week, good. Next week, we'll have like everything together and announce um, our first event. And yeah, yo, peace out. This is your boy, The Sauce. This is King Jules, and you're tuned into Mogul Talk. Powered by Table Talk Radio. Swag.